Welcome to Nerdly Ramblings, and today's segment will be on consoles and gaming, and we will be talking uh, mostly about the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, as well as a few speculations and rumors uh, that are possibly going to be with this uh, next Switch that comes out, whatever it ends up uh, being called from Nintendo. So first I'm going to talk about the PlayStation 5 and uh, more about its uh, backwards compatibility. Now apparently there is, I, I only knew of about a thousand titles with the PlayStation 4, but apparently there's there's 4,000 game titles. I don't know if I uh, misheard that and that's just how many PlayStation games there are or not, uh, but uh, I heard 4,000 game titles. Um, and the thing about the backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 5 is that it will only be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4, unfortunately, and that's been fully confirmed now. And they were talking about like a top 100 games being backwards compatible. More about what we understand with that now is that they aim that they want uh, the top 100 PlayStation 4 games being fully working with the PlayStation 5 upon launch. Uh, but now we're hearing that only most of the top 100 games will be mostly working. Uh, that doesn't mean that they won't actually have... Uh, all like a lot of other games working with it, but they will only be able to guarantee a certain number of PlayStation 4 titles working with the PlayStation 5 right away. But I believe with, with firmware and software updates that that number will definitely increase uh, because the architecture is... Uh, pretty much the same as the PlayStation 4. They're using different CPUs and everything, yes, but I meant uh, programming-wise. They're using the same architecture. So there's no reason why the PlayStation 4 uh, eventually won't have at least most of the, the uh, PlayStation 4 games working on the PlayStation 5. But at this time, they have also pretty much stated that no PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 1 games will be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 5. And that, that really does suck because, uh, like, although they used different, uh, different engines and whatnot to run the PS3, PS2, and PS1 games, they should be able to put in, uh, uh, like, especially, like, um, with, with the amount of room and everything they're planning on adding to these systems down the road with the expansions, they should add some sort of an emulation that you can then play your PlayStation 3, 2, and 1 games uh, because it wouldn't be that difficult. Um, you'd have to just uh, add some software to be able to read it and then run the emulators. And with how much grunt this PlayStation 5 has, it could run those old games easily super easily so i'm really surprised that they're not adding that i hope they add that eventually but uh, so far that we're only finding out that they're not doing anything like that so i i just hope that changes the only way to play your old playstation games so three two and one playstations uh is with their cloud service ps now so uh, i think you you may have to rebuy those games online and then you can store them on a uh, USB 3 solid, uh, not solid state drive, rather, a hard disk drive, um, but uh, but not on the main thing, not on the main solid state drive, of course, because that's where your PlayStation 5 games will run from to run at the speeds that they need to. So you'd, you'll have to store those games elsewhere if you're planning on storing those games on your PlayStation 5 and not on the server. 
So lots of people have been talking about uh, the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, but I'll I'll get back to, I'll get to that later. Um, about like should it be delayed or not because of shortages with the system? Like apparently we're going to see the biggest shortages for next gen systems we've ever seen. I know that there was shortages in the past with past generations, but now we're going to see like less than ever. Even uh, even people direct from uh, Sony are saying you'd be lucky to get a PlayStation 5 from us. Um, so basically they're saying like, oh, you know, like uh, you better feel lucky that you can pay us. That's, that's a, uh, that, that really, again, stinks. Like that's why lots of people have been saying like, should it be delayed to 2021, even though they're not apparently, um, well, not, not the, uh, Xbox Series X anyway, for sure. Uh, but st they still haven't released a date for the PlayStation 5. So lots of people are saying like, oh, should it be delayed? Um, and then that way there'd be a lot more at launch and more games at launch and everything too. Something we've learned uh, recently about the uh, PlayStation 5 games, uh, at least with one of the games, uh, with Ratchet and Clank, it will have the option of switching it from uh, 60 FPS or 60 Hertz to 30 FPS or Hertz uh, when playing with uh, 4K resolution. And it is a, a native 4K resolution, otherwise known as 2160p. So... I, th I like I've heard that it's a possibility that they're going to just put this in the these next amount of games where you can just turn up the settings and decide for yourself whether you'd want more resolution and uh, less frames per second or vice versa more frames per second uh, but with uh, less resolution. I personally would rather have less resolution and better frames per second because I like the seamless uh, playing, like uh, moving around and everything without any kind of um, staggering or anything like that. Whereas uh, some people just want things to look pretty. So it's, it's all in the eye of the gamer, but if they end up actually adding that as options, not just in the Ratchet and Clank game, but in other games in the future, that that just becomes the norm, that would be a cool option to have. So I know in uh, previous episodes I've spoken about the Xbox Series X being the most powerful system uh, and that it was updated to being 12.2 uh, teraflops and the uh, PlayStation 5 has uh, 10.3 teraflops of compute performance. So that, that, is, a, that is nearly a, a 2 teraflop difference. Um, however, the speed of the PS5 is being much talked about and stuff right now. And even though it doesn't have the same graphics performance as the Xbox Series X, uh, it's still like uh, their, their GPU and their solid state drive are far faster than the Xbox Series X. So yes, they, they may not have the, the graphics performance uh, qu quite as much. However, the speed of the console is far greater. And I think that's where the PlayStation 5 is going to pick up. And uh, so a lot of PlayStation fans out there won't be disappointed to hear that, oh, it's, it's worse or anything. Well, yes, the Xbox Series X does have some superior, uh, hardware, that's for sure. But the PlayStation 5 has some speed on its side. Um, like even with, uh, like how the solid state drive transfers information, it does it at like nearly the, the, double the speed. So, with all of that in mind, the PlayStation 5, I think, will keep up with the Xbox Series X just fine.
one of the reasons why the speed of the PlayStation 5 is being brought up is because, uh, like, going back to, like, say, the third generation consoles with the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, you, you'd have levels, and, and, that's, and that's how that changes. Even going back to Atari, you'd have levels. Things change. Um, and now you bring it up to the eighth generation consoles, say, with the uh, PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, you still have levels, except it, it feels more like it's all one game because you might go to another area, but you can't go back to the old area and the maps and everything like that when you're playing a campaign. Uh, so the reason why this speed of the PlayStation 5 is such a, uh, another reason anyway, is such a big deal is because levels may become a thing of the past, which with how fast... Uh, the system is going and how fast everything loads it might be or it end up being so seamless especially say going to the 10th generation five or six years from now uh, it might become so seamless that it can just be one giant game that you might even be able to go back and forth back to the uh, old area or anything uh, like I don't know about that for sure but again if levels become seamless uh, like there's no real load time or or you don't really need like a cutscene to end or start a level then you end up just having one big story unbroken. A side note I did want to say is I, I feel that uh, because of the shortages and everything, don't bother, especially with the PlayStation 5, don't bother going out and getting it right away. Um, there, there's most likely going to be no deals for it this holiday season. So you may as well just wait until the next deals for it come out. So whatever its starting price may be, then it goes on sale and then you can buy one. Uh, because again, if the system actually does cost $450 to make, uh, it's going to be a little while before we see that price come down for any kind of holiday sale or Black Friday or what have you. So the reason why I'm saying this, though, is because there's also been PlayStation 5 Pro rumors, uh, much like the PlayStation 4 Pro, but they're building it for a different reason. Again, just a rumor. The only reason I can figure that they'd make a PlayStation 5 Pro is to beat out the power of the Xbox Series X. So not only to have the speed of the PlayStation 5, but then to add like uh, possibly more gigs of RAM or even a faster CPU. All, all the stuff that they're, they're kind of lacking in comparison with the Xbox Series X. So it might end up with even more teraflops of compute performance. So if there is going to be a PlayStation 5 Pro down the line, it would be a lot better for you to wait because then you could end up buying the PlayStation 5 Pro for possibly the same amount or just a little bit more than the PlayStation 5. Or you end up just buying a PlayStation 5 for less money. So again, waiting kind of beats it out. So I personally won't be buying one right away uh, just because I'd rather save some money or see if there's going to be a PlayStation 5 Pro. Talking about release dates and all that, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War for PlayStation 4 is coming out November 13th. For the PlayStation 5 in Canada and the USA, it's supposed to be coming out in holiday 2020. So that, that could be in November, that could be in December, who knows? Um, because they're not really revealing uh, 
uh, still the release date for the PlayStation 5. And then it says for the rest of the world, late 2020. Uh, so that could literally be like December 31st, 2020. Like they don't have to uh, say the release date of the game yet because there is no current anyway. There is no release date for the PlayStation 5 or it's all digital version either. So yeah, no, no real date has been given at this time. Lastly, about the PlayStation 5, prices have been very much alleged to. Like, um, the, the prices are pretty much set in stone now. Uh, apparently, they were going to be higher than the Xbox Series X's price. Uh, like, originally, uh, the idea was uh, $599 American for the PlayStation 5 uh, with the uh, optical disc so it can play... Uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray discs, and then it was going to be $4.99 for the all-digital version, so it can't play any discs, it just runs off of its hard drive and downloads games. However, because of the Xbox Series X and Series S posting their prices, uh, it's most likely now going to be that the uh, regular PlayStation 5 is going to be $4.99 American, or $6.79 Canadian, roughly, and $3.99 for the all-digital version, uh, or $5.49 Canadian, roughly. Again, the Canadian prices might be a little bit cheaper than that. I've seen them uh, mark it down a little bit uh, from the uh, difference in currency. However, brace yourselves for $6.79 and $5.49 just in case. So on to the rumors and whatnot and confirmations of the Xbox uh, Series consoles. Uh, lots of people are talking like, should this console be delayed and everything as well? Uh, even though they've uh, now released a, uh, a, a, when they're planning on launching the uh, console itself, um, it's not launching with any like AAA games or anything. Like uh, any games that you can get for it, uh, you'll be able to get on the Xbox One. So what do you actually need this system for right away? Again, goes back to what I was saying with the PlayStation 5. You may as well wait. You don't need that system right away unless you really want to see what the backwards compatibility can do uh, with Xbox One games to the Xbox Series X uh, to see like true 4K graphics uh, made, made into these games uh, to see what it can really do. That would be the only reason. Like to spend uh, 500 American dollars uh, or, or more, uh, or like 679 Canadian, as I was saying, only to just see what these games look like in like next-gen graphics. Uh, I, I think that's, that's too much money to spend right away. Again, wait till it goes on sale. And then if there's still no games out, like in actuality for the Xbox series consoles, then... At least you didn't spend a lot of money only to see better graphics, but that's all up to the consumer, right? But they are talking about shortages for this system as well, because uh, both the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles are both getting uh, similar tech in them. So they're getting them from, from the same uh, place. So, of course, there's, there's shortages due to uh, stuff that's going on right now. 
lots of people did complain that they're only about two months away and still there was no release date or price. Like no no actual stated price or release date uh, for the Xbox Series X or Series S. Uh, but they've finally done it. Uh, they, they finally released that, which I'll speak about in a moment. Uh, but the only reason I'm bringing this up is uh, we've never seen this before where we've been so close to the possible launch of these systems and there was no price, there was no release date. Like the PlayStation 5, there's still no solid concrete price or release date. There really isn't, not yet. And I think it really had to do with the competition between uh, Sony and Microsoft coming out with a neat system. Um, like, uh, you know, who's going to shoot first kind of thing. Um, so, and with what's going on right now. So that, that makes uh, what I'm going to be talking about next all the more realistic uh, about them delaying their systems. So although they have said that they're going to be uh, bringing out the system this year and everything, lots of people are still kind of worried that maybe last minute they might delay the system launch until early 2021 so that they can have uh, more systems ready. They won't have so much of the shortages. Uh, they'll have the chips that they need. Uh, and then that way too, you don't possibly get a product that's been rushed uh, in manufacturing or could even like it, causing it to uh, end up faulty or with some problems like I would never want a rushed product again one of the reasons why I'm going to wait a little while because uh, like I'm not going to wait very long of course because I want these systems soon too but I'm not going to wait very long uh, I am going to give it some time because Usually if there's problems with the system, there's problems right away and within the first year usually. And usually it has to do with overheating. Now, both systems look like they're not going to overheat. There's no way uh, with how they're designed. Like uh, the Xbox uh, Series S has this big black spot on it on this white console. And uh, it, it looks like this, this giant heatsink. And that's great. Like some people are complaining about how it looks and I'm like, I don't care how it looks. I, I like its sleekness anyway. The Xbox Series S, the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X. I like their, their sleekness. I like the looks they came up with. But personally, I don't care what they look like. I want them to be functional and I want them to do a good job. So I won't be buying a system right away because they're being so rushed. I'd rather give it a little while and then hopefully if there is a bug or some sort of malfunction that it doesn't happen to me. So on to the date of uh, when the Xbox Series X and Series S are coming out. Supposedly it's going to be coming out November 10th and uh, you'll be able to buy one terabyte of expansion memory for the uh, S or X uh, when it first comes out. Um, the Xbox Series X comes with one terabyte already, which is not very much. In fact, anything below two terabytes is super small. In fact, I think anything below three terabytes is not large enough. But you'll at least be able to buy one terabyte of expansion right away. Um, but as I stated before, uh, with, the, uh, with the prices and everything of the uh, Xbox Series S being $299 uh, American, and with the Xbox Series X being $499 American, they are planning on selling for $219.99 or just $220 American or $299 roughly Canadian uh, this expansion. So you can get an Xbox Series X, buy the expansion with it 
for uh, two, roughly $220 American and have two terabytes ready and willing for these games right away. But again, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty heavy on the wallet, if you ask me, because, you know, $499 American plus $220, that's uh, roughly $719 American. Uh, so that, that, that puts it, uh, I think like around a thousand dollars Canadian, somewhere around there. That's, that's ridiculous if, if you want two terabytes, but the thing is, if they're going to make their systems cheap, which honestly they are, um, all the, uh, all the different things I've read to get this much, uh, power, um, in a system, you, like if you were to build it in a computer, you'd end up spending at least a thousand, but most likely 1100 or $1,200 to build a computer that could do the same stuff that the Xbox series X or PlayStation five can do. So in order to, in order to give them to you at a $500, uh, price tag, um, they need to make up in their games and peripherals. So that's, again, they're using an excuse, but the real reason why they, they want to raise the prices of games by 10 bucks, again, American. So uh, apparently the prices are going to be like 69 American uh, for video games. And then having these peripherals where they give you a small solid state drive, but fast, and it is a reasonable system. Like it's, it's super, super fast. So they make this peripheral that then you can add more memory to it and making it uh, cost a lot of money to add more memory. But it, again, it they got to make up their money somehow. Like, you can't have our developers going broke. So I don't really blame them at the same time. So I've spoken before about the Xbox Series S's uh, hardware that's going to be in it. But now we've had uh, far more confirmations and a bit more details on it. Uh, that it can do 1440p, but at apparently 120 FPS or hertz. Uh, I'm actually really surprised that it's able to do that high of uh, resolution with uh, that much uh, frames per second. It's also going to have ray tracing, apparently, and it's going to have a CPU that's slightly weaker than the CPU that's in the Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X has a 3.8 uh, gigahertz CPU. This one has a 3.4, but I think it, it, it goes from 3.4 to 3.6, depending on what needs to be done. So it goes from being just a little bit weaker than the PlayStation 5 CPU to just a bit higher. Um, it, does that actually make it any better or worse CPU-wise than the PlayStation 5? Not really. They're about on par with each other there. Um, but the CPU isn't everything. Uh, also, like, a lot of people go, oh, is four uh, tera uh, teraflops of compute performance enough for next-gen? Uh, again, that, that just has to do with, with graphics and everything, as long as it can keep up with, uh, load, uh, loading and all that kind of stuff, which it does the, the solid state drive, uh, in the Xbox series S is also smaller than the, uh, Xbox series X's. Uh, the Xbox series X comes with the one terabyte. Well, they have a 512 gigabyte solid state drive. It's also going to upscale to 4k. And it will be, after all, I, I was hoping it wouldn't be, but it, apparently it's going to be an all-digital version. Um, so you'll really want space on that. Um, so although lots of people are going to be like, oh, well, only for uh, $299 American, I can get myself a next-gen console. Yes, but it's only got 512 gigabytes 
of space. And that was the max size in the seventh generation with the PlayStation 3. Like, games did not use as much space then. Uh, that was when, like, space started becoming a thing. Um, and even in the last generation, Generation 8 with the PS4 and Xbox One, 500 gigabytes was quite small. Like, that for me, it only fit, like, four or five games. It, it wasn't a whole lot. And as games get better and better graphically and get updated further, like, usually there's patches and stuff, that takes up more information. So the 512 gigabytes on the Xbox Series S is not very large, and it will force a lot of people, because it doesn't use discs, it's all digital, it will force them to get that one terabyte and probably down the line a two terabyte and three terabyte expansions as they come out. Um, so personally, if you want an Xbox, I would totally just go with the Xbox Series X so you don't have to get that terabyte expansion right away. Um, but if you really play it extremely casually, you don't mind re-downloading your games and whatnot, and you'd rather spend less money and you have no interest in getting an expansion, then yes, the Xbox Series S is totally for you. A lot of people are talking about the limitations of the Xbox Series S, and honestly, I think with its CPU power, it still has ray tracing, it has... It has a processor that's, in a sense, slightly slower than the uh, PlayStation 5s. But honestly, I think all of its power and, and like, again, I, I've spoken also about how many uh, transistors have been in the system um, over the years and how they've made them, uh, like, compacted them uh, far more and more and more because they're down to 7 nanometers now. Um with with all that in mind, uh, it, it will work just fine. Uh, however, I think if you want a true next generation um, performance, go with the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, depending on your own uh, want. Because honestly, again, it gets back to the PlayStation 5 is faster uh, in, in a lot of ways than the Xbox Series X. But the Xbox Series X has more powerful hardware than the PlayStation 5 in other ways. So, you know, one has pros and the other one has cons and vice versa. And lastly, to be, uh, to be clear, the Xbox uh, Series X and PlayStation 5, they both have digital editions, but the PlayStation 5, its digital edition is exactly the same as the uh, PlayStation 5 non-digital edition, um, except one can play discs and the other one can't. So that's why one is less expensive. It will have the exact same hardware in it. So you can have the exact same experience with games as somebody who bought the regular PlayStation 5 for $4.99 American if you paid $3.99 American for your all-digital edition. Except the only difference is you just won't be able to play your games on discs. You will be fully reliant on the internet and on servers and on storage. So that's about all I have for you for now. I uh, will be releasing probably a part four to this uh, as the systems either draw closer or release to say if there's any kind of issues, as hopefully there is not. Uh, basically how lots of these rumors and whatnot uh, end up uh, panning out. And uh, we'll talk more about the Switch in that episode, or I should say the next-gen Switch from uh, Nintendo, whatever it ends up being called. For instance, the Wii's original name was the Nintendo Revolution. I think they should have stuck with that kind of name. 
Anyway, this has been uh, Nerdly Ramblings with your host, host <laughs> Stats Guy. Take care, everyone. Have a good day.